Hello and welcome to Yes, You Are Brave. This is a podcast where we are going to set off on a journey together to find and build our brave, where we explore all the ways that you have been brave and all the ways that you can be brave again. Because even though we may have forgotten or we may have fallen out of practice, we're all brave. And I'm on a mission to prove it and help you believe that yes, you are brave. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, You Are Brave. Super excited you're here. We have a fantastic show planned. Have a good friend here, Taryn Hewitt, who is going to talk to us all things brave and believing in yourself and trusting yourself that you can figure things out. So here we go. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much, Taryn, for being here today. We're so excited to have you on and to hear your brave story. So if you want to start with just Give us a little nutshell snapshot of who is Taryn. Yeah, um, absolutely. So first off, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited about it. Um, But yes, my my name is Taryn and I am, uh, I live in Florida with my husband and my two dogs. And I am, I wear a few hats actually. So I am a senior leader in human resources and I've been doing that for about 12 years now. But then I also am the owner of Happy Thoughts Coaching. Um, And through that, I help overachievers find meaningful work-life balance, which is something I am very, very passionate about. Um, And then beyond that, I'm just an avid podcast listener. So that makes me even more excited to be on here and to to be a part of, you know, the wonderful show that you've got going. That's awesome. And so you are doing your full-time job, corporate job, and you're coaching at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Which is why it's a focus on overachievers, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> so like there are so many people out there who are doing similar things, right? You've got, you're multi-passionate or you have a, a day job and you're trying to start something else, you know, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. sometimes you have a lot on your plate and you have to figure out how to keep doing that in a way that's healthy and makes you excited to keep going. So that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, And just just out of curiosity, what kind of dogs do we have? I have a um, Sheltie. So Indy is, well, short for Indiana Jones, um, is (laughs) our Sheltie. He's about uh, two. And then uh, we have Buddy as a Jack Russell Terrier mix. And he is, gosh, about 12 at this point, almost 13. Fun stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Well, cool. (laughs) Just wanted to throw that out there, get to know you just a tiny bit. And so, yeah, yeah. again, thank you for coming on and being willing to share your stories with us. And I'm just going to turn it over to you to tell us your brave story. I will jump in as needed. Awesome. Um, Well, I, again, I appreciate um, the opportunity to do this. And, you know, as I was trying to think through um, moments in my life where I, I kind of looked back and felt like I was, um, that, that I had noticed moments of bravery, right? I, I really started to notice this trend where it was moments of, of discomfort or potential for high discomfort, where I really leaned into just trusting myself and trusting that I would be able to figure it out, right? So, um, one of the very first instances that really came to mind for me was, um, you know, 
I mentioned that I'm I'm married right now. I've been married for 10 happy years to my wonderful husband. Um, but I was actually married once before. And um, my, my, my ex had actually gotten, um, he had joined the military and we got stationed in a completely different city in a completely different state away from, you know, all of my friends and family. And about six months later or so, we ended up getting divorced. <laughs> and so um, right around the time that, that we were getting divorced, I also um, had gotten a new job opportunity. And so it was this really big question at the time, right, of, um, you know, all, all my friends and family were inviting me to come back home or inviting me to move where they were. Like, you know, I had a, an outpouring of support but it, all of those options felt like I would be going backwards and I wanted to move forward, right? And so I made this really big decision at that point to stay in a place where I knew no one. <laughs> I didn't have friends. I didn't have family. Um, we were not, um, my, my ex and I were not financially well off. So I think when I when I moved out, my mom had to help me get a deposit on an apartment because we had like $50 in our bank account or something like that. And so that was, I think, probably like the first big moment that comes to mind where I just had to trust myself to, to figure it out. That is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, but a little bit crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's and it, well, it is. And it's funny because, you know, it's one of those things that it was very scary at the time. But I also look back on it on, as probably one of the first moments in my life where I really started to find myself, right? Because I I was on my own. So I, I threw myself into, you know, making new friends, uh, threw myself into just kind of figuring out what I wanted going forward and, and what I wanted out of my next relationship, whenever that would happen to come. So it was a really big period of, of self-discovery. Um, and, and, you know, I think having that faith in myself to figure it out made, you know, really went a long way in making that such a valuable experience. That is awesome. Well, that faith in yourself and trust that you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so many of us are going to go through moments like that, right. That are just, I mean, they're just, you know, all out scary. Um, but there is always, there's support that comes in so many different ways. And so I just feel like, you know, having that moment. <laughs> all right. That did not come out very well. That last little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's that, that figuring out that you can actually do it yourself, that you have what it takes to, to having that moment of discovery of like, oh, wait, I can actually do this. Like, this is, this is okay. I've, I've got this, like, I'm yes. more capable than I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I always, I always um, joke about stories from that time frame. Like, you know, these things that sound, they sound really dumb. Right. But they were so exciting. Um, like the example that I always think of is the first time I had to hang curtains in my apartment <laughs> and I'd always had a guy or a parent or somebody around to do it. And, you know, at this point I was in my early twenties. I, you know, that didn't had hadn't been without a parent or um, my, my ex. And so I, you know, had to Google how to hang curtains and how to make sure I did it the right way. And then it was like this huge moment of triumph that I had done it on my own. <laughs> so, 
Like now I look back and I laugh at it, but it felt amazing at the time. <laughs> that's, that's awesome to have those moments. You know, I think, I think it's, we all have those moments where you're like, oh, that was so cool. I did it. And you're like, mm, okay. But you know, the first time for, there's a first time for everything. And some of those things, they are, they seem little, but they're big in the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. absolutely. So the next thing that really comes to mind when I think about this, um, right, is I, I mentioned that when I had my, when I was going through that divorce, I had actually just started a, a new, well, at the time I thought it was just a new job. What it actually ended up being was the start to the human resources career that I mentioned, right? So that was, like I said, about 12 years ago. And um, I didn't realize that at the time that that's, that's what I would be doing <laughs> for the next 12 years of my life would be working in that. Um, and, but I had started and that was very much a, an entry level role that I had never, I had never tried human resources before. It was just kind of a leap to, to give this a shot and see if I liked it. Um, and about two years later, I was given um, an opportunity to be a manager um, in a in a pretty big location with a lot of um, decent decent number of employees and a very big leap in responsibility. <laughs> um, and that was kind of the the next thing that came to mind because um, it was one of these opportunities that I wasn't expecting. So I had not actually applied for it. Um, um, my my manager at the time knew that I was interested in uh, promoting, and we had been doing some development act, you know activities. And she just kind of came to me one day and said, "Hey, this role opened up. Um, you know, we think that you would be good for it." And so it was one of these uh, whirlwind situations where it it kind of came out of nowhere, and um, not not only was a big change in um, my responsibility level, but it, it required um, us to move about an hour away, roughly. So also a very big change. Um, you know, I had made lots of friends <laughs> when, I, when I got divorced and I was after, you know, going through that self-discovery. Um, so it was another period of kind of like moving away, kind of shifting, you know, shifting where my life was centered um, and then taking on this big, new, very, very scary role <laughs> that has way more responsibility um, to it. And um, ironically, was also probably the start of my um, foray into work-life balance challenges, I would say. So, you know, I, I, do, yes. I do this focus on work-life balance now because I did have a struggle with it at one point. Um, and that, that job was, was definitely one of them. I think it was one of these where I was working an average of about 90 hours a week and was very, very, very crazy. But, um, but again, it was another period that stood out as being this really high level of discomfort, right? Because mm -hmm. I, you know, to, to yeah. say that I was going to go from this, this, kind of somewhat, you know, administrative role to being like the one that was entirely in charge and responsible for a lot of really important things for everybody, you know, in the company <laughs> or everybody That's, at that location was very big. <laughs> that is a big jump and having to trust yourself again that you could do it. That's yeah. And I think, you know, so one of the biggest things that always comes to mind for me when I think about um, trust, you know, I said this earlier that I think it's really about trust 
trusting yourself to figure it out, right? And so what, what always comes to mind with that is I think sometimes when we're in periods of discomfort or we're scared about something, sometimes we feel like everything is on our shoulders and that is part of what makes it so uncomfortable or so scary. Um, and the reason that this really stood out to me was because it it was about me figuring it out, but it was about me figuring it out with the resources that were available to me. So I had, you know, the manager that recommended me for the role, uh, she and I had a really great relationship. She had been in this role before. So she was able to, you know, help me understand what it would look like. I knew I could come back to her and use her as a resource if I ever was looking for guidance. Um, and then it, it also, I mean, in this case, it happened to be a role that had a decent amount of, of training to it too, right? They, the company had a, a decent training program that, you know, I want to say was like six weeks or something. So I knew, I knew that I was going to be given information and resources and that there would be things at my fingertips that I could use. Um, and I wasn't just going to be out there on my own. Um, and so that, that, I think that's why it stood out to me as a, as another great example, because it doesn't have to be about trusting only in yourself, but it can also be about trusting yourself to use your resources appropriately and ask for help where you need it. Um, which it's really hard sometimes, but also leads to a really amazing result. So, yes, it does. You're right. It is so hard sometimes to reach out and to ask for help, and because you feel like, oh, I've got to do all this thing. But I love how you said they had a great training program. You had people you could talk to, and mm -hmm. that's using using your resources to figure it out. Because yeah, you know, you are perfect. You're you're amazingly capable. You know, <laughs> right. you're gonna need a little help still, <laughs> <Thank> but <you. laughs> well, I appreciate that. But but yes, I mean I think no matter no matter how capable you are, right? Like everybody needs help every now and then and, and uh um yeah, I, I think that was was really the big thing. And and it's funny because I, I think of that um very similarly, right? Like I, the one of the next big things that really came to mind um as I was exploring this topic was then actually opening my business, right? <laughs> because, yeah. and it's funny because it kind of, it connects to that in a, in a very different way, right? So um, one of the biggest things that I learned with opening a business and becoming an entrepreneur, right, is the rules are entirely different, right? <laughs> so, so, so when you're in a, a corporate career or you have a, you know, a day job, right, your expectations are very, um, very laid out. It's very easy to understand the rules and what, what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and how to modify and what you need to learn next. And, you know, entrepreneurship is an entirely different beast. And <laughs> there are no rules. Yes. It's, it's a nice kind of fun, wild, wild west situation. Um, but it was, it was really interesting, I think, for me, because, um, you know, what I learned in that, in that experience with that first you know, real big development in my corporate career, right, to use my resources and ask for help in different ways. And that ended up playing out a lot with my business. So when I opened my business, and I had no idea where to start, um, 
what I ended up doing to begin with was I just started creating a network of people who had been there or people who were in similar situations. And, you know, even if it was people who were in the exact same place as me, we had so many discussions to like, see what was working, what was the other person trying, what worked for them, what didn't. And, and again, it's one of those things I, I think it, it stood out to me as another moment of trust in myself in a, in a few different ways. So it was that trust to keep learning and to keep trying different things that that period of trial and error, because again, um, one of the biggest areas that so many of us have discomfort in is the unknown. <laughs> yes. And it's, when you're starting off as an entrepreneur, everything is unknown. <laughs> Um, unless, unless you've gone through those business courses or you've done that, you know, you've done a more traditional path. Um, there, there are a lot of question marks out there. And so, um, I think that was so big because I had to trust myself to keep trying and to keep, keep doing new things and keep learning from those things and, and to uh, essentially not give up. Right. Because, when everything that you're doing is trial and error and everything is learning, um, it could, it could be a little bit disheartening at times. And so you have to, you know, kind of trust yourself to take those moments of rest and reflection when it really makes sense. Um, and then also know when, when to pick up and move forward or when to try something different. Yeah. I love how you said that everything's a question mark and you just have to keep trying. (laughs) The wild, wild west analogy really, really hits it on the head. You're like, yeah, for a long time, like this one part of the country was real civilized. And then the further west you went, those wild things became. And that's entrepreneurship, right? You're just. It, it is it's so it's so funny it's it's actually it's one of the things that I think I I love the most about it now um at, at this point because because it really is about kind of like molding things to to fit what you're looking for what your business needs what your clients need um and so it's really kind of a beautiful experience when you've gone through it a little bit and you've had some time to reflect on it but in the moment like when you're first starting when you're first starting off it's it's scary as I'll get out <laughs> yeah that's that's your story right there well that's that's awesome and how long ago did you start your business oh uh, about two years ago two years yes yeah it was a uh, it was actually really fun because I um had so I had never actually really known anything about coaching. And then I actually um, went through a coaching certification as part of a development track for my corporate career, mm-hmm. um, where they they wanted me to get some experience with executive coaching. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. <laughs> so it was just one of these things that, um, you know, when I, when I went through that, I loved everything about it, loved um, the impact that it had on me and my life as I was going through that certification. Um, and then just, you know, became kind of a, a passion project. And that's how it became my business, because I wanted to be able to take that impact that I had for myself and help others experience the same thing. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Just I'm like, hey, wait, this is cool. <laughs> More people <Yeah>. need this. <laughs> Yes, yes, absolutely. It makes so much sense when you understand it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, I got it. This is cool. More people need to get yes. this. Yes. That's awesome. 
and you you still decided to stay with your corporate job is that something you're going to continue with your corporate job or is that yeah 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 so that's that's the plan right now it's um so it's funny because that's when i think about um when I think about work-life balance, you know, since, since that's what I focus on in my, my coaching and in my business, right, is work-life balance for, for overachievers, right? A big part of that, in, in my mind, at least, and what I talk through with my clients is understanding, like, what are the things that you're really fulfilled by and, and how do you make space and time for those, those things, right? And yeah. so there, I, I still love my, my, corporate career and my, um, you know, career in human resources, there are a lot of things that are really fulfilling about that for me. And so um, I wanted to make space to be able to do both of them. And what I've really found is that they, they really work well in synthesis, right? So the, the more I coach and the, the stronger I become as a coach through my business, the more um, effective it makes me in my corporate career and the more I'm able to help others through that. And then, um, you know, having, having that corporate career still makes me kind of face some of those challenges that a lot of my clients face on a regular basis. So um, I have fresh opportunities on a regular basis through the demands of that. <laughs> <laughs> the priorities and projects that will come up with it to, you know, kind of like test my test myself and refresh for myself, you know, everything that I, I work with my clients on from a work life balance perspective. That's awesome. I love how you you talk about still being like being fulfilled in your corporate job because so many entrepreneurs are yeah. like, oh, I just didn't like it. I didn't love what I was doing. And so that's why they went into entrepreneurship. But you just wanted to be able to help more people. Yeah, well, well, so you know what's funny about that, and I and I love that you bring that up because I think that is um, something that you hear so much. And and if I'm being a hundred percent honest, that I have not always felt that way. Um, so there have been points where I I was like, no, I'm I'm done. Like I I want the business and I'm out of here. And um, a lot of that I I found as I did my own work with my own coaches and just my own self coaching. Right is. I started to realize that a lot of it was in how I was thinking about my work and I, that I had kind of um, lost touch with the things that were very fulfilling for me. Um, And I was focusing on a lot of the things that were maybe a little bit harder (laughs) to deal with or a little bit more frustrating, which, you know, every job and in fact, every business is going to have those. And the reality is, is, you, you have to find that balance and being able to pay attention to those things and understand when they are telling you something, right? Telling you that it's time for a change. Um, but also being able to understand when it's just your brain messing with you, right? So, <laughs> so, so what, I, what I mean by that is um, a lot of times when we are pushed out of comfort zones. And so that's kind of what we're talking about a little bit today, right? Yeah. <laughs> when when we're being asked to be pushed out of comfort zones um, or to, to, to work with something that is a little bit frustrating or a little bit unusual, um, our tendency a lot of times is to focus on the more negative, right? And focus yeah. on the things that are not working the way that we want. Um, and so that I, I had to do a lot of work to kind of reconnect myself to the pieces that I really loved 
about it. And as soon as I was able to do that, it was an entirely different world, right? Like now, then it, it completely, I, I guess I would say, um, reconnected me to the joy of those. And I, and like I said, I truly feel at this point that the two, my, my corporate career and my business complement each other yeah. really well in a way that I wouldn't receive if I was doing just the business. Yeah. And I love that how you, you know, it's just this, this mindset shift that you went through of mm -hmm. learning to focus on the good things because I, I kind of have been having this thought a lot lately. It's like, we find what we look for, right? So yes. if we're looking for the bad, we're always going to find the bad, the hard, the ugly, whatever. Mm -hmm. But if we're looking for the good and, ooh, I really like this part of the job and that's what right. we're going to find. I think that's a beautiful yes. example of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're 100% right. I think um, so many times when we're struggling with work-life balance or we're or we're frustrated with something, the, the first thing that we go to is that we just need something different. Like I need a different job. I need a different manager. I need a different position. I need a business instead <laughs> of a company. Right. And, and it's all, it all makes sense, right? Like what we're, what we tend to focus on is what we believe to be the source of that angst or whatever yeah. it is that's, that's driving that thought process. <laughs> um, but, but you're exactly right. Sometimes it's just shifting, shifting your thought and shifting to, to pay attention to what is actually working. Um, it, for me, when I did that, I found that there were actually so many more things that I really loved about my corporate job that if I stepped away from it, I would lose those things, right? So then I had to do, I had to do a little bit of a analysis, right? Like was the value of those things worth more than the struggle that I had. And, you know, once I did that and realized that I was getting a lot more value from it, it kind of opened that door for me to start focusing on that value rather than focusing on the things that I was frustrated with. Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. I love that. Because, you know, everybody also like sometimes people like the answer, they always say the answer, oh, you just got to find something different. You got to do something different. And mm -hmm. well, if you go into the something different is the same negative Nancy then well yes well that's what I was gonna <laughs> yes, say so same. so it's it's one of those things right like sometimes sometimes that is the answer right like yeah. sometimes you do yeah. have to go to something sometimes different. you like, do that that is the reality um sometimes that's the case but then I think you in order to really make that a valuable experience you have to be able to look and think through what's going to be different about that new thing right is whether it's the new job or a new manager or whatever the case is like what's going to be different about them and and here's the challenge right is the only thing you can truly control in life is yourself right yes. <laughs> so so and so, true. and so if you can't control what your new boss will be like or you can't control what the new company is going to be like the most effective use of your time is to start thinking about what you can control with yourself yeah. and how you will handle those different situations. And it, and it becomes really powerful when once you start to realize that, right? Because then maybe you don't have to do the new job. Maybe you can stay and be completely happy with where you're currently at. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. I'm like, wait, that is true. You, 
it is an I think a really serious conversation that you need to have with yourself of like Mm -hmm. what can I change what do I have control over and yeah because you're right maybe sometimes you don't need to to go through the stress of a new job and all of that maybe it's just changing your mindset and and seeing Mm -hmm. what's awesome about where you are and though, well, then you're yeah. also right. Sometimes there is a need, a, a needed change. Right. <laughs> but that's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is have, the answer sometimes. Very clear. <laughs> yeah. Let's be very clear about that. But it's not, it's, and, and also I think the other thing that's really important to say with this, right, is it's not, when we're talking about changing the mindset, it's not talking about like just being, um, you know, forcing yourself to be positive or, yeah. you know, turning a blind eye to things that are um, not working well. But I, but I do think what it's about sometimes is challenging yourself to see what the other possibilities are. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times, and, and this is kind of a broad statement, but it does apply to so many things when we get into those moments of frustration that are external Right? And they're, they're rooted in those things that are separate from us. A lot of times that frustration is, is rooted in what we believe the root cause of that to be. Right. So you're, you're frustrated with your boss because they just don't give you any information and that really bothers you or you're frustrated with them because they're a, you know, a micromanager or you're frustrated with the company because of that. Like, a lot of times we make those assumptions based on very little information um, and that colors what we're, what our experiences of it. And so sometimes just doing a little bit of digging and trying to understand, is that really the reality of the situation? Is it possible that something else is going on? Um, You know, it, it can make everything that you're experiencing take on a completely different story. Yeah. So it's not not about changing, like turning something that is truly negative into a positive and just forcing it to be positive. But it's <laughs> looking for the genuine possibility yeah. that there may genuinely be good there. It's <laughs> 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 actually happening. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It's not it's not taking this and just forcing positive things. Right. Yeah, right. But you're right. There is a lot of things that I think we can you know, wait, what's actually going on? How do I, you know, there, there's more, I think it's about being truly open-minded and yes. curious about what's going on and what's behind yes. things instead of just assuming that we have all the answers. Yes. So, Absolutely. Awesome. Curiosity is one of my favorite words. So, <laughs> so yes. it is. It's, that's a very, it's a, it's a good call out because the more curious you are about, I, I, well, I should say it this way. When you are curious, you're not approaching it with any assumptions, right? If you're just approaching something with a, like, why is this happening? Or why is this person acting this way? Or, you know, whatever the situation is, you, you remove your own judgment or your own assumptions from the situation. And a lot of times, I mean, I've experienced this myself in so many cases where I, I thought I had enough facts to make a reasonable judgment or a reasonable assumption on something. And then later found out I was entirely wrong. And, it, <laughs> and you know, it's that moment of like, oh man, like you realize that and go, gosh, well, 
I would feel completely different if I had known that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Yes. That's that's awesome. Yeah. It's it's true. We most, I think, more often than not, we don't have nearly as many a good of an idea of what's going on as we think we do. Right. Um, Absolutely. But you know, again, that's part of it: getting out of your own head and being curious to what's really going on. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. That's awesome. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> awesome. Well, is there more that you experiences you wanted to share or so I think the main the the final thing that really came to mind as I was thinking about this is probably the most I well, I, I guess maybe, maybe I shouldn't make that judgment that it's the most interesting. <laughs> it was the most most interesting for me because it was a little bit um maybe outside the box thinking. So, so when we think about, um, you know, I said that I, I primarily work with overachievers with work-life balance. Um, yeah. And one of those, if you think about that, right, especially somebody who is in a position where they are in a corporate job and they've got deadlines or they are running their business and they're trying to hit certain milestones, you know, whatever the case is, um, one of those, one of the biggest tendencies that I think um, people and especially overachievers um, have is this fear of not getting things done, right? Like fear that they're not going to meet the deadline or fear that they'll be behind on the work and, and not be able to finish it or, you know, any any type of fear along those lines that kind of relates to failure, right? Yeah. And, and what I have found is it's that that fear of failure, that fear of not getting it done, that is one of the biggest contributors to us wanting to work extra hours or like, maybe if I just work this morning and, you know, start start a few hours early, I can get it done. Or maybe if I work yeah. tonight or I skip, skip my, you know, dates or I skip my outing with my friends, if I can just get a little bit further ahead, it's, it's almost, if you think about it, a lack of trust that you'll be able to get it done. And so that was one of the really big ones that really stood out to me as I was thinking about this is as I've had to do my own work on my own work-life balance, that's one of the biggest things that I really had to build was trust in myself to get things done, right? Like mm -hmm. I have to trust that the next day I will prioritize appropriately to meet that deadline, that I will adjust my calendar or I will change the expectations of what, you know, has been laid out. Any, you know, whatever that looks like is going to be different for each situation, but it's, it's kind of an interesting angle on that trust in yourself. But I, I wanted to call that out because it was just, like I said, it was so, so different for me, such a difference self-trust model than any of the other experiences that I had really gone through before. I love that you brought that up because it is a very different way of thinking about it. Like, oh, just me pushing through now means I'm not trusting myself tomorrow to do it. Uh, right. Trusting that I need this break and that it's going to be beneficial for me and come back tomorrow and be better. That's yes. a, a very interesting way of, of looking at it. I had never thought about it that way. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's such a different angle, because I think so much of the time we're focused on, again, we're focused on the external thing, right? So we're mm -hmm. focused on 
the work itself or the workload or the deadline or, you know, whatever is happening that's external. Um, but, you know, I, I, I said this before, so I, cause I've had this discussion with other people where, you know, even in my corporate job, um, I, you know, a lot of times we'll have very crazy deadlines and very, you know, a lot of high priority things happening all at once. And um, when I sometimes talk about those to people, one of the first things that I hear is, um, well, are you going to have to, you know, work this weekend to, to get that figured out? Or are you going to have to like, do we need to cancel tonight? <laughs> you know, whatever the, whatever the case is, that's like one of the first reactions people think of is to, to just add more time. Um, and my, my reaction now has become, oh no, I, I don't need, I'm not going to work tonight. I'm not going to work this weekend. I'm just going to have to get creative. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> like, like, these are my hours. This is what I, I, yeah. I'm set on, right? I just have to get creative when I come back in tomorrow and I have to think a little bit differently about how I can meet this change or I can, you know, change what it is that I'm working on to make sure that happens. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's very different than what I used to think when I was working 90 hours <laughs> in that, in that, in that first, first big responsibility job. I laugh about yeah. it because that was the case that I think at one point in that job, I was coming into work, um, six hours earlier than I needed to. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> at one point. <laughs> um, and yeah, it, obviously working extra hours did not keep me from, you know, did not help me actually get the the work done any differently. I had to, I would have had to think differently about it to actually really have an impact. So yeah, that's, that's a great way, great point to bring up too, is it's sometimes it's throwing more hours at it is not what you need to do. You need to figure out a different way to do it because yes. clearly what you're doing is, is not working. If like you said, you're working 90 hours a week and still not getting it done. <laughs> Yes, that's, that's actually, that's one of those things that I talk through with my clients, right, is if you find yourself in that spot of, you know, your first inclination is just to work more hours, uh, you know, it's, it's a good opportunity to pause and reflect, right? Yeah. And then, and there's a lot of different ways that you can get creative with that, right? Sometimes it is, um, you know, bringing in help to get that work done, or level setting the expectation, you know, with, the person that you owe it to and saying, Hey, something has changed and we need to, to change the deadline. I mean, there's, there are a lot of different ways that yeah. you can get creative with your workload when that comes up. Um, and so I would always challenge that to anybody who is struggling with work-life balance, or you find yourself in that, in that situation, um, you know, trust yourself to <laughs> find a, a creative solution to it um, before you, you know, take on that, that responsibility of just working extra hours. Yeah. I, I love that because <laughs> I love, love, love that because I, I have, I look back and or even sometimes now I, I see that too. It's like, oh, well, I just got to spend more time on this. I mean, no, I need to spend more productive time on it. Right. Which is, which is a different, <laughs> totally it different. It is very different. <laughs> it reminds me of my <clears throat> excuse me my dad he said when he was in college he never studied the night before a test he okay. said if I don't know it by now I don't I'm not gonna know like one night of yeah. studying is not gonna help he says I'm right. gonna so he would always go out dancing the night before <laughs> like, nice. I love that. you know what I mean he's <laughs> like if I don't know it by now like 
cramming three hours and not getting good sleep is not going to help me. So I'm going to no. go dancing. <laughs> No. And you know what I would say about that, right, is, is probably going out and dancing probably ended up helping him more than anything because yeah. because doing that, you know, took his brain off of it, like helped divert attention to something that was more positive. I mean, there's so many yeah. things that are beneficial about doing something along those lines rather than even just sitting at home. Because I think that's the other thing we sometimes do is when we're stressed about work or we're worried about deadlines or things like that. Um, you know, sometimes the inclination is to just not do anything else. And then you're, <laughs> but it, you know, you're, you're sitting at home stressed about that test yeah. rather than <laughs> you're still not getting any rest. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting any rest. It's not really helpful. Just right, go do something right. fun and then come back to it. And it's, yes. Yeah. He probably went out and he had fun dancing and he slept great because he was tired <laughs> from dancing. <laughs> probably. So yeah, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> it's just I think about that all the time. I thought about that in college a lot. Like I still do quite a bit of cramming, but I'm like, maybe I should just go dancing. <laughs> right, right. It's always good to go dancing. <laughs> always good to go dancing. True yes. story. True, true story. <laughs> I love it. Well, that is some amazing brave stories that you have shared with us. I oh, love you. them. This has been super helpful. <sighs> well thank you so much for taryn for sharing those stories with us so much wisdom so many beautiful little not even so little like amazingly big good gold nuggets that we've got oh, um you. in our time together where can people find you if they are overwhelmed and overachievers that want to find you and get your help yeah yeah absolutely uh, excuse me <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I do have a website. Uh, my business is uh, Happy Thoughts Coaching. So it's just happythoughtscoaching.com. I um, also am always happy to connect with people um, directly on Facebook. And then I do also have a Facebook group that is Work-Life Balance for Overachievers, where we specifically talk about these types of things and, and uh, a lot of good nuggets in there. So um, absolutely happy to see anybody who needs some help with this. Awesome. And we will also link those in the show notes below so that she is very, very easy to find. People can find you as well. And any last um, thoughts that you have on being brave and trusting yourself? Um, I Well, I think I just want to say, I mean, thank you to you for inviting me on here, but then also just having this podcast to, to begin with. I, I think one of the you know, I, I think when you and I were talking about this and what I, I've heard you say in the podcast, right, is this, it's this wonderful opportunity to look at how we're brave in our day-to-day -day lives. And I think this was a really lovely gift for me to even just kind of think through and reflect back on those moments where I, I felt particularly brave. Um yeah. Because I didn't necessarily in the moment, right? Like in the moment, <laughs> I just felt scared or or something along those lines. Yeah. And so I just want to say thank you for the gift that you're bringing that you brought to me for this, but also the gift you're bringing to everybody else in doing this podcast. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad that well, it is can can be that for people. It's that's the whole point of the the podcast is to help people yeah, stop absolutely. and reflect on those those brave moments because. I mean, you're right. When the mom in the, in the moment, we don't think about being brave. We just mm -hmm. are trying to survive, and then later we realize, hey, wait a minute, 
I was brave before. I could be brave right. again. Like, yes, I absolutely. Was, I've done like this isn't gonna kill me. Just feel right. like it, maybe. Um, yes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. We've it's been so fun to have you on, and yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you have a great rest of the day. I will. You too. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed what you've heard today, please leave a review down below and share this with anyone that you feel like could use a little more brave in their life. And if you'd like to follow more of my journey to be brave, you can follow me on social media and link down below. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to be brave.